0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
1: So you want your charity to succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern-day fundraising success, and practical advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect place to learn from experts around the world who, along with our host, provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. Also a successful author, his books cover a broad range of topics from major gift fundraising to use of social media and how to succeed online. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. Remember, this is a live call-in show. Become part of the show by adding your voice. Call now at 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Just click on radio links. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of The Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart.
2: And welcome here to The Nonprofit Coach. Great to be back here in Washington, D.C. This is Tuesday, October 25th, and I'm coming to you live from the nation's capital on a bright and beautiful Uh, sunny day. We've got a full show for you uh, with lots of information on page one news. As our intro host shared with you, you can call in to 347-324-3080 for our page two expert, who today is Stephen Nill. You also can join us in the chat room and ask questions there or email me at tedhart.com. At tedhart.com. As always, here on the Nonprofit Coach, we put, start with page one news. <laughs> up here on Page One News, for those of you who are familiar, and I want to let those that are new here to the Nonprofit Coach to know that you can always follow along with the radio links at tedhart.com. Just click on Radio Links and you'll receive uh, a link to all of our Page One News items today. You can follow along at, on our Twitter at tedhart and get advance notice of our very best page one links first up here on page one news uh is uh 10 new twitter tools that will help you get tweeting so if you're still on the sidelines or you're looking for some great tools to help you organize your hashtags to follow and analyze what's happening on twitter for your organization check it out in the radio links 10 new twitter tools that will get you tweeting Uh, Next up here on the Nonprofit Coach is really a reminder of an excellent program, a very important program available for charitable organizations, and that comes to us from TechSoup Stock, and this is the Microsoft Donation Program. Microsoft donations are available to nonprofits with a 501c3 designation and to public libraries. Some types of nonprofits are not eligible, uh, such as education institutions, political organizations, and many faith-based organizations. Uh, But for the rest of the charitable organizations, it is a great way for you to extend your budgets, uh, for you to receive the latest in Microsoft software tools that have already been donated by Microsoft and are sitting in the warehouses at TechSoup. Uh, Go to our radio links today for all of the information on how you can apply To receive uh, these titles. If your organization is faith based but has a primary mission or program that is non religious or secular, you might be able to register at TechSoup with an organizational type that is eligible for Microsoft donations. So don't give up. Uh, And there are some special rules for public libraries as well. All of this is handled by the good folks at TechSoup, and we're providing you with a link to that information today at tedhart.com, click on radio links. Next up here on page one news comes to us uh, a wonderful slide share uh, uh, posting from HubSpot. And this is the 2011 State of Inbound Marketing uh, report that comes to us from HubSpot. And just some of the updates uh, that are available here that I thought were very important, and that is relating to blogs and social media channels. These are generating real customers with 50% of companies that are using blogs reporting that they acquired customers from leads generated directly from their blogs more and more businesses are blogging right now there's a big uptick from uh, last year at 48 percent to this year to 65 percent and businesses are increasingly aware that blogs have high value 85 percent of businesses uh, related their company blogs as useful important uh, or critical, and a whopping 27% uh, rated their uh, company blogs as critical to their business. So if you're a charitable organization and you are not currently uh, providing online content and opportunities uh, for inbound marketing, check it out over in the radio links today and start thinking about your strategy and how inbound marketing can change the face of your organization. Next up here on the uh, Nonprofit Coach, uh, here on the radio links, uh, is uh, a very important link uh, that is um, uh, coming to us from uh, ASFA Connect. The American Schools Foundation Alliance uh, has a really terrific new article uh, from Kent Stroman. Now, Kent has been a guest here on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, did a fantastic job, and is one of our more popular podcasts. Uh, keep in mind that the podcasts are also available at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. But this is a, a wonderful article that will help you uh, think through your major donor outreach. Uh, this is tricks of the trade uh, for improving your, your major donor outreach. So read all about it over in the radio links today uh, at tedhart.com. Uh, Next up here on uh, the Nonprofit Coach is a very interesting new uh, social network uh, that I want to introduce you to. Now, I'm still analyzing this, and it's really just getting started, uh, but it's a very interesting concept called Chime In. While Facebook has earned billions of dollars selling ads next to the content uploaded by their 800 million members, uh, users haven't seen a dime of that money. It's an arrangement that extends across many of the web's largest social networks, uh, where you post content and they receive the uh, income uh, for the advertising. Uh, well, the uh, the folks over at Chime In have a very interesting approach, and what they are doing is at Chime In they're sharing fifty uh, percent of the revenue that is earned from selling advertising on their profile pages uh, with the individuals or brands that sell that real real estate themselves Uh, and can keep the proceeds from those ads Uh, so this is really sort of an interesting new approach whether or not they'll ever have the kind of traffic uh, that will actually generate any income it still remains to be seen Uh, but we're providing the link to you today so that you can read all about it and start thinking about uh, whether or not your organization might want to include chime in uh, into your overall social media strategy we're certainly not at this point um, they are not large enough, and we are certainly not suggesting that this is worth dropping your other social media approaches. Uh, quite the opposite. This is just something to put on your radar screen. We will continue to monitor it here at the Nonprofit Coach and keep you posted on what we think about Chime In. Interesting new approach uh, to social media. Uh, now, I was hoping, um, I do have uh, someone that I was hoping was going to be joining us today, Melissa Brown. Melissa Brown. Uh, was going to be joining us today. Um, so I'm going to hold back on one of the page one news items that you'll see over in the radio links today. I'm going to wrap up page one here with uh, a note uh, from the Spring, uh, a powering social energy, Big Society Network, coming to us from the UK. Uh, the rise and as they say, the rise of mobile giving through just giving now just giving is a huge platform for giving uh in the u k uh they are um a a platform that has a lot of traffic and a lot of donors who rely on that platform and what they have seen is coming to just giving uh from mobiles has started to increase uh this is a a, a platform that continues to see a lot more money. In. And you can see all the graphs uh, and all the information that can give you an indication, particularly if you're in the UK listening to us today or listening by podcast. Um, check out the radio links for what's happening in mobile on Just Giving over in the UK. You'll find that in the radio links at TedHart.com. Uh, I think I may be in luck uh, in that uh, I may have Melissa Brown uh, here uh, with us, and Melissa has. Uh, An exciting announcement of the 2011 nonprofit fundraising survey. Uh, Melissa, are you here with us? Hello, Melissa. Oh, I may I may not have uh, have Melissa here. Um, All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, share with you the radio link. Uh, for the 2011 Nonprofit Fundraising Survey, uh, if Melissa joins us a little bit later on, I'm hoping that uh, uh, maybe she'll be able to tell us a little bit more about this. But this is a joint project between the National Center for Charitable Statistics, GuideStar, the Association of Fundraising Professionals, the Indiana uh, University Center on Philanthropy, Blackbaud, and Giving USA Foundation. So a lot of heavy hitters here that are uh, getting behind the 2011 Nonprofit Fundraising Survey. which measures the impact of economic conditions within our community on fundraising efforts for nonprofit organizations and private institutions. Uh, This is only a five- to six-minute survey. We certainly encourage all of our listeners today uh, to go to the radio links today and to take the 2011 nonprofit fundraising survey as a way to make sure that the data is complete to make sure that your organization is represented uh, because this is certainly a survey that a lot of us will be tracking uh, and will uh, want to have very valid results from. Um, So I'm hoping that uh, Melissa Brown will uh, join us a little bit later and share some more information on that. But I'm watching the clock and it's time for us to head right on over to page two. Here on page two, it is absolutely my pleasure to welcome here to the nonprofit coach, a very important pioneer in the nonprofit use of the internet, and that is Stephen Nill, a good friend of mine, uh, who is the founder and CEO of Charity Channel. Uh welcome here to the nonprofit coach. Steve Nill.
3: Hey Ted, it's great to be here. I guess this is my second time aboard uh, your show. It's great, great to talk to you again.
2: Yeah, we've uh, we're we're well into our second year here on the nonprofit coach. Yeah. Always great to have you on because of your insight, not just in what's happening right now, but the long term view of how charities have been using the internet and certainly uh, the utilization of Charity Channel as a way to connect nonprofit professionals worldwide using the Internet. So, Steve, I kind of would like to start there. Uh, if you can give us an uh, an update on what is Charity Channel and uh, what's new on Charity Channel since we last spoke.
3: Sure. Well, I'm happy to, of course. Um, well, we're in our 20th year. It's hard to believe. It's uh, We're about to start our third decade uh, as an online professional community. And I, I think the reason that people um, – continue to come to charity channel and are very enthusiastic about it. It goes back to the whole reason we were created 20 years ago in the first place, which is to provide a very, um, professional, um, safe environment for colleagues who are working, you know, in the nonprofit trenches, whether they're working, you know, in an office, uh, in, in a development office somewhere, or maybe they're the executive director of their organization. Um, uh, where they can come in and, and find each other and uh, ask questions, answer questions, help each other. And of course, over the years, they, they now can write articles for Charity Channel. We've published over uh, 200 um, articles. Uh, you can uh, write books for us, and there's all kinds of things you could do these days, and I'll talk about that. But we're really the same Charity Channel we were when we got started, which is a group of Colleagues getting together and really helping each other to advance in their careers and to do their jobs better.
2: And and how has your community changed over that uh, that twenty years? Larger, smaller, up and down? Um, because certainly utilization of
3: the of the internet has changed. Yeah, we're we're continuing to grow. We're uh we have 23,000 subscribers. We our total professional community is still over 100,000 colleagues one way or the other, whether they're directly subscribed or not. Um probably the way it's changed is that obviously the um uh, advent of the large social media sites such as uh, you know LinkedIn and um you know Facebook and so on, uh Twitter have sort of changed the dynamics of how people view charity channel and I'll tell you how that works. Um the, the social media sites uh are 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 very large and obviously quite public and very busy and uh time consuming in many ways. Um and they're definitely a huge part of what nonprofits are doing these days and should be doing these days. But if what you really want to do is have a discussion with your peers that is really largely outside of the Sight of your constituents, you know, the public, and and you want to be frank about your challenges, and you don't want to have to, you know, hide it behind, you know, public speak, you can come to Charity Channel, you know, create an account, uh, and join any number of professional discussion groups. And if you don't see a professional discussion group on a topic you're interested in, you can now create your own. So we have people creating new professional discussion groups all the time now, and and it's, that's a, a fairly new feature of Charity Channel, and you know people are just starting to discover it. But when they do, they really like it because it empowers them to decide how to create professional uh, community. Um, the the largest area of, of growth for us has been, frankly, in the middle to larger size nonprofits and institutions that. Sign up an entire development office um, as, on a group subscription plan, and that lets their members uh, be able to plug into their peers, whether you know they're across town or across the country, um, in a you know in a professional way, as opposed to going out on some of the social media sites and trying to um, have a professional discussion about challenges that they're facing and wondering and worrying, who all is reading this? I mean, is is this stuff being read by somebody who, um, you know, we're trying to attract to make a gift, and maybe are we sharing a little bit too much information with them? Well, Charity Channel is a pretty safe environment to have those kinds of discussions because we don't have casual members. People who join Charity Channel view themselves as career members of the nonprofit community, Um, They're typically employed by nonprofits and have been for many years, although we have certainly consultants and attorneys and people like that who also join and are very enthusiastic. So you're going to find a smaller but very um, tuned in and focused group of colleagues if you join Charity Channel. You're you're going to find they're the kind of people who are facing the challenges you're facing, and so it gives you an opportunity to – to talk with them online and that really again even though the technology has evolved and you know we've got state-of-the-art technology of course but it goes back to the the, our roots which is how we got started We got started by a bunch of people in the nonprofit sector who wanted to be able to communicate with each other back in the old days when you know everything was done with a listserv so We've evolved tremendously, but and, and we're still Steve, very it, much it, That's our a root. good
2: point that you're making, because I, I, I do have a sense that we're starting to see some full circle here where you know all sites, uh, all communication of that sort, were in private networks that you were either sure. part of or you were not. And then things moved much more public in, in the social media uh, framework. But uh, g- give me a sense of, of what you're seeing, and you're certainly um, well-positioned on – uh, charity channel uh the the rise of an interest in these private networks these opportunities to connect that 's not in a a social format but in a closed uh, format i I see that topic coming up more and more as something that 's mm-hmm. seriously considered uh by a lot of charities in terms of how communication sure. should be done
3: sure i well I can give you um uh, an example there uh let's let's take grant writers for example we of course have have a a fairly large uh, uh, discussion group on Charity Channel on grant writing, but there was a colleague who wanted to break off and focus specifically on a particular kind of uh, kind of grants, in this case, federal grants. And so she created her own um, professional network of colleagues who shared her interest in uh, federal grants. And on Charity Channel, you can go and, um, actually, identify others who share your interest through using various search tools and invite them to join and When you set up a group, you could either make it so that only so that all charity channel members can can view and join the group if they wish, or you could set it so that everyone can see the group and they can apply to join, but you have to accept them, which is what we call you know semi public. Or you can make it completely private, where the group is completely invisible to anyone else, and you can invite anybody you want. And in fact, we have a number of organizations that, that use the tool simply to link their um, uh, their people in their own organization together and to have meaningful discussions online, and, and that's invisible to everybody except people in that particular um, that particular group. Um, you know, larger isn't always better. Um, I certainly, uh, you know, for example, the LinkedIn groups are wonderful. They're they're large, they're active, but you don't really know who all is there, and you get you get a certain um, you, you take some risk when you really want to talk about things that you know are or maybe you don't want the public to see. So. The idea here is let's, you know, give people the tools to locate each other who have similar interests and challenges and let them form their own groups if they want to or join ones that they find are useful. And knowing everyone on that group is committed. I mean, first of all, they had to join Charity Channel. It's still $37 a year, so there's a little bit of a barrier to the, um, you know, to the public there, which is actually a good thing. Uh, but it's not so high that it's not affordable. And with our group subscription plans, it can be as little as a dollar a person per year to join. So it just depends on whether you're signing up as an individual or, or as, a, you know, as a group. Um, the, hey, having isn't it the a balance between the two? It's, it's really not helped. necessarily that... Uh, because there there is a role for the
2: the more public in creating sort of a a public path, but but uh, there sure. you know it's it's uh, it's the difference between I think you know going to a conference and asking a question in a large group as opposed to hiring a consultant and having private consultation.
3: Yeah, it, that's true, but it be the difference between going to a conference where some of your donors might be there versus creating a smaller group. See, that's the thing is you have you have to wonder who is really part of a larger group and how frank and upfront can you really be about challenges you're facing. And I think that a whole lot of questions never get asked because of sensitivity to the organization's reputation or maybe they're worried things might get misunderstood, the wrong person might see it, or maybe even a member of the media might see it. I mean, the Internet is still like the Wild West. And, there's a, I mean, there's a huge role for the larger social media um, entities to play here, and I think every nonprofit needs to be directly involved with in that. And obviously, Ted, you're the uh, the expert on that. Um, but if if what you really want is somebody who's sitting in in one of your offices who is facing a question, perhaps about a prospect research issue, or um, they have a major donor and the donor is asking about charitable trusts, and you have a question, you're not always. A, it's not always well advised to just put that out there in the wild west, you know, open social media networks, and it's, a, it's often a better idea to, to go directly to peers who are, you know, maybe they're, they are plan giving experts and they're facing the same challenges you are, or whatever the expertise area is. So that's that's how Charity Channel sort of differentiates. In fact, we like to call it a professional network as opposed to a social network because. Um you know the I mean it, we're we're playing with words a little bit of course Charity Channel is in a sense a, a social network but we view it more as a professional network in the sense that this is a peer to peer network and casual users really don't participate cuz you know they're they're generally not going to um have an interest in in king shop uh, unless they are are very serious practitioners and and really want to do that does that make sense
2: yeah, I think it does. And I, I think that it's it's an important role uh that but it's been a constant role for you for um for yep. the couple of decades that you've been engaged in this. Ha, have you seen um a a constant uh array of people utilizing those services or do you see people coming back to it now?
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. The the, the the core of Charity Channel are are folks who, who work directly for nonprofits, and And often, you know, whether it's in the fund development office or maybe it's an advancement office in a university, as well as a lot of um, senior executives, you know, we have a lot of executive directors. In fact, we have a forum, a discussion group just for executive directors, and it's screened. You have to be prov- provably an executive director even to participate. Um, that has never changed. What is What has changed is some of the consultants who participate on charity channel have become very enamored of um you know the the social uh, media and they're very active on things like twitter and you know um somewhat on linkedin and facebook um and and so their the volume of their activity on charity channel for a period of time dropped off considerably but what we have found is they're using the social networks really to help draw and attract um, attention, positive attention, and build their consulting practices, or maybe that that's their bent, and that's fine. But they're coming back to Charity Channel when they want to talk shop. You know, when they have a specific um, thing that that they want help with, that maybe they're not so anxious to show that they don't know the answer. So they might come back to Charity Channel and put out a question and um, have their peers help them with with something they're struggling with, or maybe they. Maybe they just want to give back by helping their peers, and so they offer advice too. So consultants are kind of coming back, but, um, you know, a lot of them are still sort of mesmerized by all the excitement of the social networks, and, you know, they're out there doing their thing. But by and large, the core of Charity Channel are people, in the, you know, who work for nonprofits and who don't have the same agenda, perhaps, that the, somebody who is consulting or offering products will have. And so they they just want to talk to their peers in a quiet way and make sure that they're you know they're getting the the help that they they need and also they they love to give help back. I mean people on charity channel have been very generous with their advice um uh, over the years and that's I'm proud of that. I mean I, that's really kind of how we got started and that has never changed and that's you know lots of things have changed about charity channel of course as with anyone that's been around this long but the, that's the one thing that has never changed and I'm I'm just thrilled to be able to report that to you.
0: Well,
2: and, and that's—I I, think—that's important for uh, for for people to know, you know, sort of the role of of Charity Channel. But there's more to Charity Channel than than just the discussion groups. Give us a, a sure. broader view of some of the other activities that you're involved with, and 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 some of those are quite new.
3: Sure. Well, the newest um, is the advent of Charity Channel Press, um, uh, which is which was uh, created and uh, formally launched uh, last May. So it's it's brand new. Um we're it's it's a publishing venture where we're putting out books and uh manuals and workbooks. In fact, our seventh book, our seventh title on prospect research is coming out um in about uh 2 weeks, but that builds on over a decade of publishing electronically where, you know, colleagues in the professional community would uh write um, Down to earth, uh, easy to read articles on uh, any number of topics, um, and it was that experience so that very it was a very positive experience where we've you know uh, we have all of these articles over 2,000 articles that have been contributed to, to Charity Channel. I think I said 200 earlier, and I meant to say 2,000. There are over 2,000 articles contributed to Charity Channel, and after 10 years of that experience, we we really felt that we were ready to step forward and uh, move into the book publishing arena, and we launched our first line of books called the In the Trenches series, which really is very befitting for Charity Channel because you know, we sort of view ourselves as in the trenches, and these books are, are on sort of um, bread and butter topics um, for the practitioner. Um, in fact, Ted, you were a contributor to You and Your Nonprofit, which is a, a book that just came out recently. Um, it's Uh, almost a 500 page book with with, um, over 47 contributors and uh, uh, the the common element to all of these books is they're written in the first person they're written in a fun upbeat style um, and they're written um, on topics that are um, very very much needed by by practitioners and it's not so much that these topics haven't been covered by other publications But our particular approach is one of high uh, high pragmatism. In other words, you buy one of these books because you really want to accomplish it. I mean, you really want to understand prospect research, and you want to implement it, and you want to know how to do it, or um, uh, how to cultivate and ask for for money from a major donor, which is asking about asking, or perhaps you're a small shop and you, you don't know quite how to start your development office or take it to the next level. And so we have a book called 50 Asks in 50 Weeks, which is specifically for the small shop by Amy Eisenstein. So those are some of yeah, the- Yeah, and, and, we're,
2: and we're very excited to uh, have uh, Amy coming on the show. She'll be our guest here on The Nonprofit Coach. On December 13th, we will uh, have a whole show devoted uh, to that okay. new book, 50 Asks uh, in 50 Weeks.
3: Well, I um, I'm, uh, I, my, I compliment you, Ted, and thank you for that. She's a great person to interview and high energy, and I think people will really enjoy hearing from her. And her book is, by the way, one of the funnest things I've ever read. I, I had the opportunity to to help edit the book, and it, it's just it's just a lot of fun. And As I understand, next week you're going to have Linda Lysakowski on. Is that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I I want to. We're just going to take a a, a quick break here. When we come back, I do want to ask you uh, to give us uh, a little bit of a preview of uh, Linda and her work. I know she's been uh, quite involved with you for uh, for quite a while, and we'll be uh, right back after uh, this brief reminder.
3: Okay.
1: Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at TedHart.com. Click on radio Links. If you're listening live today, the phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 347-324-3080. Now, back to the Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart.
2: Steve, we're back. Um, actually, we do have an email question from uh, Donna in Tampa, and she's um, asking if Charity
3: Channel is free. Hi, Donna. Charity Channel is $37 a year, which is really close to free, (laughs) Um, but we actually are able to sustain the whole operation with a very low annual fee, and so um, that's, that's how we do it. And one of the advantages to having it not be free is we don't have casual members. In other words, if you join Charity Channel, you've paid the fee. You, you are serious about your career, and you're going to be rubbing shoulders with colleagues who are similarly uh, serious. And that's not to, to, to say that free resources aren't wonderful. Um, and I, In my philosophy, free almost always trumps paid. But in, in a case like this, one of the important ways that we maintain the professional level of discourse on Charity Channel and, and our standards is to have a modest annual fee, which hasn't gone up in years. We've kept it the same.
2: Uh, so, so that has not changed over
3: time, not in many years.
2: Uh, recently, I mean, recently. I know it has over no, time, but not recently, in recent years. That, that's been pretty stable.
3: Yeah, we've we, well, we know that we've chosen not to raise our rates, even though we've, in theory, could could support it, and people would, pay it, but we've, we're keeping them low, uh, uh, on purpose.
2: So we do have uh, Linda Lysakowski. You had brought her up uh, before the reminder. Um, and uh, and she's uh, going to be our guest next week on uh, Capital Campaigns and Raising Big Dollars. Um, She she has a bigger role, sort of a a big involvement with Charity Channel uh, in advance of next week's show, which uh, obviously we want to wet the whistle of uh, all of our listeners today to join us next week and be able to hear from Linda directly. Give us an idea of the role that she plays in in a, a couple different capacities with Charity Channel.
3: Well, sure. Linda is one of our real success stories. You know, we—I I view Charity Channel's role of, of, you know, when when a colleague comes forward and wants to be active with the community, our job is to help help him or her do that. And Linda originally was very active on our uh, discussion group discussions, and that's how she she became known to to us. Um, and when we launched the Charity University project, and Ted, I know you're very familiar with that because we we collaborated on that extensively for quite some time. Um, that was we were one of the first to put out uh, distance learning for nonprofit organizations and launching webinars. Linda was very active with that, and, and some of her most um, popular uh, Charity University classes were on capital campaigns. And over the years, she's really honed her uh, ability. To simply, you know, when you do a lot of presentations and you have a lot of clients over time, you get really effective at communicating uh, how to do a capital campaign correctly from beginning to end. So when we launched Charity Channel Press, um, we obviously turned to Linda to write the capital campaigns book and uh, actually two or three other books, which um, she's either written or is writing and so she wrote capital campaigns everything you need to know and um th- this book is something that you that picks up on our philosophy of being very easy to read and yet delivering what you do it correctly um it's she she wrote it in a fun first person upbeat style and she walks you through conducting the campaign from uh start to finish And along the way, she uses a lot of uh, sidebars and uh, stories from the trenches, you know, actual stories of things, and illustrates them um, well. And uh, people tell me that, you know, they they found the book, all they really needed to get started in a campaign, but others are saying it's also helped them to get their campaigns back on track. And she even addresses the fact that this is – perceived to be kind of a poor time for capital campaigns with the economy the way it is and of course there's there's some truth to that but she really dispels the notion that you that nonprofits ought to be putting them off and i think she does us all a great service when she you know when she does that so the, the See, uh, one of the
2: things that, uh, uh, that, that you brought Pardon? up that really does seem to sort of redefine charity channel if if not just bring it to the forefront is this notion of charity channel being in the trenches of, of you know having your colleagues, uh, having your comrades with you uh, in the trenches and having a place to go when you might be a one-person shop or you might just have a few people that you're interacting with in your office. Charity Channel right. actually expands that and allows you to be in the trenches uh, with others. So I, I really like that concept, and it seems like that, that's something that, that makes
3: you quite unique. Thank you. Well, it, it really seems to be – the thing that sort of permeates everything, you know, that we're doing. And I should mention if any listeners are interested in starting to, to write uh, for their colleagues, we're always accepting by colleagues to write for our articles. I mean, as I mentioned, we've published over 2,000 articles in the last 10 years. We're going to be expanding our category of offerings, and they're free to Charity Channel members to read. So once you join Charity Channel, you can read all of the articles. Um but if you'd like to help give back to your colleagues, maybe you've you've got a lot of experience that in in a field, and uh, I know you're probably very busy, but that's because you're successful. You probably would have time to write maybe three or four articles in a given year for Charity Channel and um, uh, give back in that way, and also of course for you know to advance one's career, and it's also another way to become known to our editors. Oh. And I should have mentioned you were asking about Linda Lysakowski. She's also uh, one of our uh, editors, so you can always speak with her about a book idea uh, as well. So that's something Great. you might want to cover uh, with her next week.
2: Talking about Linda, you, you mentioned you know how after you've done things, For a while, you get really good at that, and uh, that's a a wonderful transition. I do want to take just a a little bit of a break. As I mentioned earlier, we were hoping that uh, Melissa Brown would be able to uh, join us. Uh, Melissa Brown is here with us, and this is uh, someone who has a great deal of experience in surveying and in data related to the nonprofit sector. Uh, So, Steve, uh, uh, join us right uh, here, um, and we're going to have Melissa uh, Brown join us here on the show. Melissa, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, Ted. Thank you very much.
2: How are you? Hey, great. Yeah, we had you uh, up on uh, page one news, and uh, I'm glad that you're able to join us now just for a few moments. Uh, Steve Nill is here with us, and I just wanted to get a chance uh, to chat because uh, Steve is certainly one who understands the value of uh, data and surveying. Uh, So I did, in page one today, uh, introduce our audience to the 2007 Nonprofit Fundraising Survey. We have a link to the survey in the radio links today, at tedhart.com. But since we have the opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with you, I wanted you to introduce this in your own way and give us an idea of why
3: this survey is important.
0: Thank you so much, Ted. It's a pleasure to be here. And hi, Stephen. It's good to shake hands with you across the country too. Hi, um,
3: Melissa. It's been a while. It's nice to speak yeah. with you. <laughs>
0: um, I am now part of the Nonprofit Research Collaborative, which is six different organizations. We all used to survey charities one at a time, and we kept hearing charities don't have time to do surveys. So we put our resources together, and we now have one survey that we issue three times a year, and that's it. We, the, I mean, some of the membership organizations do other work for their members. But this is the one survey that these six groups do to find out, to take the pulse of fundraising right now. We do have one in the field, Ted. Thank you so much for putting up the link on your webpage. For those of you who aren't um, able to get to Ted's page right now, it's, uh, www.nonprofitfundraisingsurvey.org. all one word, nonprofitfundraisingsurvey.org. It asks just a few questions. Everything is multiple choice. We're not asking for any uh, calculations. Most people don't need to check with their finance offices. They just know the answers because they've been doing this, as Stephen pointed out, in the trenches. They know the, the work going on in their organizations. We're really interested this time in hearing how fundraising is this year, of course, but we're also interested in what organizations are planning for next year, where they're going to be increasing their uh, investment, where they might be decreasing their investment, and how they're coping with this economic climate. So that's it's really helpful to find out stories, the uh, kinds of stories that you talked about Linda putting in her book. Um, sometimes we're able to use quotations in the reports so that people can really learn from one another what's working, what's not, where something's working, and maybe even why, if people are able to um, – give us some perspective on what's going on in their organizations. So I'm excited well, to have a chance so to talk about it here. One of the reasons here.
2: why we we shared this, uh, this link today, because you're right, nonprofits do sort of get uh, inundated with so many different surveys, and there's only so much time that you can give back in that way and still keep your office running. Uh, efficiently, But one of the reasons why we shared that is because of your involvement with this collaborative uh, because one of the things that I know of you in, in our many years of, of association uh, is that you're someone who knows how to survey, you know what's statistically significant, and you know how to do uh, the analysis. So I'm thrilled that this collaborative has come together. Um, get, give us a sense of, you know, the, the numbers of charities you expect to participate and when the survey results might be available.
0: We are looking for thousands of participants representing the entire country and every different subsector and every size of organization. Um, I don't know how many thousands yet. (laughs) Sometimes it's several thousands. Sometimes it's a couple thousand. So um, we're hoping for that level of response this time. The survey itself uh, will be closing early next week. So your listeners need to jump on the computer and spend 15 minutes at nonprofitfundraisingsurvey.org to take the survey. The, I'm shooting to have the report out around Thanksgiving. Again, it is a collaboration with six organizations, and each one does a tremendous amount to make this possible. But as you know, at this time of year, everybody's got conferences and meetings and so forth. So we're we're working with people's goodwill to to get it done by Thanksgiving time.
2: That's great. So you, the report will be out at that time, or the analysis will be done by that. Well,
0: the analysis is the report. So um, the. The Center on Philanthropy at Indiana University is actually doing the first level of analysis, and then we're preparing collectively a report to issue around Thanksgiving uh, publicly. It will be online uh, free for for anybody who's interested.
2: That's great. Well, Melissa, I'm hoping that uh, we can schedule a few moments more with you when the results come out so that you can announce the results here on the Nonprofit Coach and let folks know uh, what good work goes into filling out these surveys.
0: Yeah, if, could I have just a moment more, Ted, to talk about the, the survey that came out a, a few weeks ago? We did survey in the summer, and one of the questions on that survey was about uh, capital campaigns. Actually, Stephen, going back to your topic on Linda's book. And if people are interested, they can go to the GuideStar site and get the results. I can also send it to you, Ted, to post if you're interested. And the um, a very high percentage of organizations said they are in a campaign or planning one about a third, actually. However, those who are planning uh, campaigns haven't uh, often planned for uncollectible pledges. And that's the kind of resource that we can get with this kind of survey that no other type of study will give us, what what percentage of people are in campaigns or planning campaigns or organizations and and whether or not they're planning for uncollectible pledges. It's the first kind of uh, finding on those two topics. So I wanted to let your listeners interested in campaigns know about that.
2: Did your survey give any indication of the percentage of uncollectible uh, uh, donations to an
3: average capital campaign?
0: We don't have the data about what the actual percentage is, but we did ask uh, for those who are planning uh, an allowance for uncollectible pledges, the average is 5% that they're planning. Now, it it was a pretty wide range. Some groups had a very high percentage of uncollectible pledges budgeted in as part of their campaign planning. But on average, it was around 5%.
2: Around 5% uh, drop-off from pledge to uh, payment. Well, that that, uh, certainly, if you can send that to me, I I think that will be a very important survey link for us to be able to share with our audience next week uh, with Linda Lysakowski coming on as our Page 2 expert and giving all of our listeners an opportunity to learn directly from Linda next week.
0: That's great. Linda's fabulous, too. I I sing her praises along with Stephen, so I'm uh, thrilled to be in their company, actually. Thank you.
2: Oh, that's great. Same here, well,
3: thank Melissa. thank you for joining us here,
2: uh, <laughs> Melissa Brown, uh, from the uh, Nonprofit Survey Collaborative, uh, sharing with us the importance of everyone participating in this new survey. Uh, as Lynn, as uh, Melissa said, that's going to be closing early next week, so please follow the link at tedhart.com. Click on radio links, and you'll be able to go directly uh, to the survey. It only takes five to six minutes. And, Melissa, we'll get you back on here on the show so that everybody uh, who's participating in the survey uh, can and also hear all about the results.
0: I look forward to it, Ted. Thank you.
2: Thank you for joining us here today on The Nonprofit Coach. We're back here uh, with our Page 2 expert, uh, Stephen Nill. Uh, Thank you for your flexibility uh, there, uh, Stephen, on uh, letting us uh, hear directly from uh, Melissa Brown today. The surveys are important, and, and certainly that's been a big part of the charity channel over time as well.
3: Well, that's right. Um, Charity Channel has always been a uh, a place where you can, you know, where where we have a pretty broad representation of the of the nonprofit sort of practitioner community. And surveys that go to um, questions about management trends and uh, other kinds of trends among practitioners uh, have been have been taken over the years. And um, I think you know it's a unique opportunity. Whereas if you're what you're really trying to do is survey all profits um as such charity channels probably not the right place you know for that but obviously um there are lots of other avenues but you know for as a community of practitioners uh this is a great place to come for surveys yep
2: and and uh give us a give us a sense you've talked about the uh, the the opportunities to participate in groups to learn from each other uh, you've talked about the uh the new uh charity channel press which is a very exciting way uh for our our listeners to be able to connect directly with uh, some of these uh these experts uh but but charity channel goes even beyond that to uh, to your own conference as well
3: yes we've um have our annual conference which we typically uh collaborate with other professional organizations that we have, you know, great relationships with and donate all of the uh, charity channel conference proceeds to the, to the other organization. And it's, it's one of the ways that we try to give back in the, you know, in the professional community. And for example, this, uh, this month, actually, uh, we had a conference in Las Vegas with the grant professionals association, which we're going to do every year. We did it last year as well. Um, And we're able to bring, a great deal of programming to the conference that is outside of the particular professional area of of our um co-sponsoring uh group for example uh, grant professionals association obviously is going to is going to program its sessions and other other things at the conference for grant writers whereas we bring in um programming for um executive directors and um um uh, other uh, disciplines of fund development than than grant writing, and uh, so we'll we'll get into things like governance and management, and um, as, and you know be quite a bit broader. And so we uh, the organizations that we partner with find it to be very helpful because number one, it it allows them to offer even more to their members than was available before. Um, and number two, it, it helps them um, generate a considerably larger amount of revenue for their conference uh, with just a little bit more work. Um, sometimes, you know, they they could you know double or triple their their revenue in theory. So uh, we haven't quite achieved that mark, but we're working toward it. So we're um, we're, we're we're looking to partner with uh, organizations that would would like to work with us. Um, we have enthusiastic. Uh, volunteers. In fact, we mentioned Linda Lysakowski. She was the chair of of the conference this year. Um, they they tap some of the top experts in in the field to uh, come to the conferences and put on sessions. I'm very proud of our. Uh, when and our where group. is your
2: next conference?
3: Um, it's going to be in St. Louis next year. And gosh, you just um, I I don't have the date in front of me. I apologize. I'll post it on the Charity Channel website. We'll make sure that gets up there uh, today. But um, it's—I uh, believe it's next November. There is a date; I just don't know it.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, if
2: you if you want to take a look at that, I'm gonna—I'm just share the uh, the upcoming uh, uh, episode schedule uh, for uh, this show, the nonprofit right. coach with. Uh, Ted Hart, as we've been discussing here, uh, a a very unique and and wonderful opportunity for people to join us next week with Linda Lysakowski here talking about capital campaigns. That is on November 1st, and that is at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, The week after that is an exceptional show not to be missed. Uh, And that is uh, one of the top executives from LinkedIn, Connie Chang-Wang, is going to be with us. And she's going to be specifically talking about uh, LinkedIn, nonprofits, and LinkedIn for good. Uh, So this is a real opportunity for you to call in and to ask every question you ever had uh, about uh, LinkedIn and how nonprofits uh, can use LinkedIn. And for those of you who are regular listeners here to the Nonprofit Coach, you will know that in the United States, for charities in the United States, LinkedIn is the third most important. Important uh, strategy online right behind a solid website, an email service, and a GuideStar strategy. Uh, and for those of you who are outside of the United States, uh, not actively uh, uh, engaged with GuideStar, uh, LinkedIn is actually your number two most important strategy uh, around the world. So uh, November 8th at 12 noon Eastern becomes a very important show. Uh, the very next day is our next very special edition of the Nonprofit Coach, The Green Show. Uh, and that is on November 9th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and that is with Adrian Caps, who's going to be talking about Fundraising, how to make your fundraising more green, and how to raise green uh, dollars, so that's important. We're going to round uh, out, or actually, middle of November, we're going to have uh, Randy Moss, uh, who's going to be talking about nonprofit and fundraising innovation, and he is one of the top experts in that area. Uh, and, Steve, we're going to be taking uh, Thanksgiving week off, so there will not be a show uh, on November 22nd, so folks can uh, mark that on their calendar as a great day to catch up with over 60 podcasts of the Nonprofit Coach, which are available on almost every topic of the nonprofit sector. Uh, and then we come back and round out the month of November uh, with Kendall Webb, who is one of the top Online fundraising experts and mobile giving experts uh, here in the United States, and she's with JustGive. dot org. And then, uh, Steve, uh, we bring uh, bring back uh, December thirteenth, uh, coming uh, right back with another charity channel favorite, uh, Amy Eisenstein is going to be here uh, releasing uh, her new book, Fifty Asks in Fifty Weeks. Uh, we're rounding out the rest of the December schedule, but we're going to wrap up uh, with our holiday show uh, with the most popular podcast ever in the history of the Nonprofit Coach uh, has been the podcast from last year's holiday show with uh, Kay Sprinkle Grace. And so Kay will be coming back uh, to reprise her success uh, and rounding out our holiday show on December 20th. So that gives sort of the long view of uh, several very important topics that are coming up here on the Nonprofit Coach, and we're thrilled to uh, be uh, able to have the opportunity to highlight a couple of uh, your good friends and colleagues with Charity Channel Press.
3: Wonderful. And while Did you were you, uh, doing that, that I was desperately flipping through my notes, and, and I, I forget St. Louis that I said our conference next year. That's another year. Next year it's in Indianapolis, um, October 17 okay. through 20.
2: <laughs> home, home of uh, uh, the Center on Philanthropy at Indiana University. Yep. You're going to be right in their uh, right in their backyard. And uh, give that's us that right. date again.
3: October 17 through 20.
2: Okay, so uh, plenty of time for folks uh, to plan, almost exactly a year uh, away from, uh, from now, but a great opportunity for people to, uh, to be able to, uh, to connect with you. Um, speaking of books, I do want to draw attention to our sponsor for today, which is uh, John Wiley & Sons, uh, who is here on the show promoting uh, the Internet Management for Nonprofits book. And, Steve, that's all about strategies, tools, and trade secrets, uh, helping nonprofits understand how they can better manage their uh, organizations uh, through the use of the Internet, not just uh, for fundraising, but things such as e-governance, management models, social networking information, uh, and collaboration and coordination of uh, staff activity. So all that's covered in uh, Internet management for nonprofits, and that's available uh, on Amazon, uh, your favorite bookstores, and, of course, available in the radio links today at I'm um, Steve, I'm just uh, watching our time here t- uh, together, and uh, I did want to explore uh, this real focus uh, that, that seems to uh, have always been there, but maybe coming to the forefront now of what really defines um, or, or, or makes Charity Channel unique and special, and that's that opportunity to be in the trenches with your colleagues. Give us a little bit more of a sense of, of where where does that come from and how does that permeate the work that you do?
3: Sure. Well, you know, Charity Channel has started um actually I helped found it when I was putting together a development team for the first time for a nonprofit. profit And this was in the days when the internet was still very new and listservs were just getting started and there wasn't a listserv in our sector that um uh, you could join and and discuss challenges with uh with your colleagues. So I started one. And, and frankly, when I started it, I didn't give it a second thought, but, um, it, you know, I was very much ensconced in my work for building this development office for this chain. But the thing took off, and, you know, within a month there were 200 people on there, you know, all happily talking with each other. And by the end of a year, I think it was up to 15 or 1,600 colleagues. So when my two-year contract – I was a consultant – when my two-year contract ran its course – uh, I saw what was happening and and got very excited about the possibility of using the internet for social collaboration or professional collaboration, I should say in this case and and formalized that initial discussion community into what is today's uh charity channel of course I've had a lot of help along the way there There are hundreds of volunteers who've 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 who made this all happen um and so today, you know, you can you know, you can create you have your own uh, page on Charity Channel as a member uh, other people can link with you on your page and and communicate with you privately through your page. They can read about you, look at your headshot if you want to provide that, uh, see what articles you might have written for Charity Channel, see see what classes you've taught, uh see what books you've written. Um, follow you on a daily basis if they want to on your professional comings and goings. Um, it's a great way to sort of take what we were already kind of doing informally through Charity Channel, but now doing it using the advanced electronic tools that are available to us, uh, you know, on today's Modern Charity Channel website. And so I, uh, I, we have a free 15-day trial for those of you who haven't um, – uh, Experienced Charity Channel, or perhaps haven't been part of it recently, so you can sign in, and it's it's an unlimited trial. In other words, there there are no restrictions. There's, uh, you know, it's, it's a full membership for 15 days, and I encourage anyone who's interested in exploring Charity Channel to take advantage of the free membership.
2: And, of course, over in the radio links today, we've provided a, a link to Charity Channel uh, for all of our listeners. So if you're over there exploring uh, all the over, other links that we've provided to you today, you can uh, click right there and go directly to uh, Charity Channel. And uh, thank you, Steve, for uh, offering that. Uh, that fifteen day trial for uh... for our listeners today now uh, as we're uh... we're winding down here we only have a couple minutes left here on the show i i simply cannot let you go steve Neil, uh... without uh... pointing out uh... just what kind of renaissance man you are uh... because you also produce
1: music
3: <laughs> well yeah guilty I, I i write music um... and i have a whole lot of it in a drawer and some of it has actually been performed so uh... you know i i i I have to do something with um, the the wee hours of the morning, and that's what I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you certainly have been a pioneer here uh, in the nonprofit sector. Uh, I cannot thank you enough uh, for sharing your expertise uh, through Charity Channel and giving a forum uh, for so many of uh, our colleagues to be able to gather together, uh, to work together, and to share their best uh, uh, outcomes uh, in the trenches uh, with their colleagues, and, and I really like that focus of, uh, of uh, Charity Channel. Um, Steve, just a final message from you uh, as we uh, wrap up this edition of the Nonprofit Coach.
3: Well, I, I would really love to get to know anyone who's new to Charity Channel. Again, I encourage that 15-day trial. Uh, if you take advantage of that, go to my profile page, which is charitychannel.com slash Slash Stephen S T E P H E N Nil N I L L, and you can send me a, a private message letting me know that you've joined Charity Channel and that you're trying it out. Um, and I would love to, you know, answer any questions or introduce you to anybody you might want to meet. You know, some of the people on Charity Channel are the are are, are very accomplished, have 10, 20, 30 or more years in the in the sector. Um, you're a member. Um, you know, you you would be amazed who you can rub shoulders with. And uh, maybe you've seen an author of one of our books. That author is a, is a member of Charity Channel, and you can communicate with him or her directly if you want to and, and start a dialogue. So it's really powerful, and I just encourage anyone who who thinks they might have an interest to give it a try.
2: That's great. Steve, thank you again for being our guest here on The Nonprofit Coach. We'll be right back next Tuesday. Thank you for joining us here. Catch you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye, Ted.
1: You've been listening to The Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad-friendly podcast at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to The Nonprofit Coach.